Good morning and welcome to the Brian Post podcast, the online devotional where we explore the timeless wisdom of the Bible for everyday living. I'm your host, Dwayne, and I'm thrilled to be sharing this time with you. In each episode, we'll delve into a different passage of scripture and we'll offer insights and reflections to help you grow in your faith and deepen your understanding of God's word. So grab a cup of coffee and your favorite drink and let's jump right in. Good morning and welcome to today's devotional on the Brian Post podcast. We have been going through the book of Colossians and we're at Colossians chapter 1 verse 23 and we're just going to jump right in. The text reads, if you indeed continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven of which I, Paul, became a minister. During our last devotional sessions, we discussed the preceding verses which focused on Jesus as the embodiment of God in human form and the perfect representation of God's completeness. We talked about how people who come to uh, Christ in faith are by nature at first God's enemies and are separated from the Father due to their sinful deeds. But despite this, we learned that Jesus took the initiative and paved the way for reconciliation and peace by offering himself as a sacrifice for our transgression against God's laws. But Paul goes on to describe the current state of those who have who have received the gift of salvation. He says that in God's sight, they are blameless and beyond reproach. Uh, why is this so? Because Jesus, he says, paid the penalty for our hostility towards God, making us objects of his love rather than objects of his wrath. However, Paul adds a caveat that we must continue in our faith to remain blameless and beyond reproach in God's sight. Oh, this condition implies that we have the potential to be swayed and abandon our faith. So what does this mean for us and how can we apply it in our lives? Now, although there's an ongoing debate within within the Christian community about whether a person can lose their state of redemption and blamelessness, it's not our aim to prove an answer uh, to that question in the context of this discussion, but instead we want to focus on understanding the text message as it was written. Paul clearly sets a condition that we must continue in our faith. This this statement suggests that there's a risk of being dissuaded or failing to persevere in our faith. So the application for us to remain steadfast in our faith, trusting in Jesus and our Savior, um, and and, and the admonition is to continually, continually to seek his guidance and strength to help us stay the course. So can we stray from the faith? Well, numerous passages in the New Testament warn believers about the importance of persevering um, in their faith. For example, in Hebrews, the third chapter, verse 14, the author says this. He says, For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. Again, that's a condition, if we hold fast until the end. 
confirm until the end. Um, in 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 Second uh, Timothy four seven, Paul says, "I fought the good fight. I fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I've kept the faith." And in Galatians uh, six nine, he writes, "Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we shall reap if we do not grow weary." So uh, Paul's not bragging. Um, he's saying, "I this is the example I've given you. I've held. I've stayed the course." Um, in other passages in the New Testament, uh, bear with me here for a second. There we go. In other passages in the New Testament, there's there is the emphasis and the importance of continuing in faith and not turning away from the truth. For example, in 1 Timothy 4, um, 16, Paul urges Timothy to pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Persevere in these things, for as you do this, you will ensure salvation both for yourself and for those who hear you. Well, the question is, what is the implication if he doesn't? Again, let's jump to 2 Peter chapter 3.17, where Peter warns his readers to be on guard so that you are not carried away by the error of unprincipled men and fall from your own steadfastness. These are severe warnings. Overall, the New Testament is clear that New Testaments must stay the course, hold fast to the truth, and continue in faith without losing heart. These warnings emphasize the importance of persevering in the Christian life and the need for believers to remain steadfast in their commitment to Christ. Aside from that, the New Testament gives several examples of people who did abandon the faith. Judas Iscariot, for example, probably the most famous of all, was selected as one of Jesus' 12 disciples and spent nearly three years accompanying him, witnessing his incredible miracles, healings, and teachings. Yet, despite this close proximity to Jesus, Judas ultimately betrayed him in exchange for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus referred to Judas as the son of perdition, emphasizing the gravity of his betrayal. In Matthew uh, 26, 24, Jesus laments. He says, Woe to the one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for that person if he had not been born. So this should serve as a warning about the devastating consequences of betraying one's faith and turning away from Jesus. Demas is mentioned in Colossians. Uh, we'll get to him, but he's mentioned in Colossians chapter 4, verse uh, 14. Paul refers to Demas as a fellow worker, meaning he he worked with Paul laboring in the gospel. Similarly, in Philemon's 1.24, Paul lists demons among his fellow workers. Yet, in 2 Timothy 4.10, Paul writes that Demas has deserted him. Having loved this present world, he says, Demas serves as an example how the love of the world can lead people away from God's calling and purposes for their lives. Then we have uh, uh, Hemius and uh, Philetus, Hemius and Philetus, rather, in um, 1 Timothy 1.20. Paul says Hemius and uh, Philetus, or Alexander, depends on the translation, were individuals he, that, that he handed over to Satan so that they may learn not to blaspheme. It's not entirely clear what they were teaching that was considered uh, false or blasphemous, but nevertheless, 
they were workers in the kingdom that Paul says he needs to hand over to Satan. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, 17 to 18, Paul refers to Hemenius, uh, Hemenius rather, and Philetus as individuals who have swerved from the truth, claiming that the resurrection had already occurred. Thus, they were overthrown. They were overthrowing rather the faith of some. And then finally, we've got the most interesting, in my opinion, example of all, which is Simon the Sorcerer. His story can be found in the book of Acts. Now, initially, Simon believed and was baptized, but later abandoned his faith. So, as a, magi- a magician, rather, in Samaria, he gained a following by practicing his magic and claiming to be someone great. However, when Philip the Evangelist preached the gospel in Samaria, many people were converted and baptized, including Simon. Although Simon was initially amazed by the miracles he saw, he later offered to pay for the ability to lay hands on people to receive the Holy Spirit. Peter sharply rebuked Simon, telling him he had no part in spiritual gifts because his heart was not right before God. Now, from the apostles' perspective, Simon departed from the faith by trying to purchase the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Simon does show some signs of remorse because he says to uh, Peter to pray for, ask Peter to pray for him. But later, according to Eusebius' ecclesiastical history, Simon continued to practice magic and claimed to be a divine power even after his encounter with Peter in Samaria. According to Eusebius, he traveled to Rome and gained a following performing magic tricks and claiming to be a god. He even managed to convert some people to his own brand of religion. However, Simon eventually came into conflict with the apostle Peter, who was also in Rome. According to Eusebius, Simon challenged Peter to a contest of magic, believing that he could prove himself to be more powerful. Now, Peter accepted the challenge. I don't think it was a challenge of magic, but whatever the challenge was, Peter accepted, according to Eusebius, Simon's challenge. And when Simon failed, when Simon's magic failed to work, he confessed that he was not a god after all. Then it said that 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 Simon supposedly tried to fly away. He um, what do you call it? What's the word? He when you get up off the ground, levitated. That he levitated up off the ground. And he tried to fly away from the scene, but it says that his magic failed him again, and he fell to the ground and was severely injured. And according to the story, he soon died afterwards, either from his injuries from falling to the ground or from a subsequent illness. Okay, let's wrap this up. Paul's words in Colossians 1.23 emphasize the importance of continuing in our faith rooted and grounded in Christ and not being moved away from the hope of the gospel. The New Testament warns about the importance of persevering in our faith and not turning away from the truth. So, we must stay the course, hold fast to the truth, and continue in faith without losing hearts. While there's examples of people who abandon their faith, uh, warn us about the devastating consequences of betraying one's faith and turning away, we should remain steadfast in our commitment to Christ seeking his guidance and strength to help us stay the course.
Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.